Welcome back, everybody, to our 250th episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, and I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My friend across the table today, as per normal at his house in his wonderful backyard, is Bruce Aldrich. We've been on the project now for five years or so, 250 into fives, about 50 episodes a year. Sure, yeah. And uh, so we're going to celebrate today a little bit. Uh, Once again, we do not have a guest, but it's the time of the year uh, in December now that you can talk about uh, cars of the year. And as I've done for a number of years now, um, I don't talk about cars of the year in January when they're just coming out or if they've been out since September. It always seems to be a little bit unfair or uncertain about what cars of the year they are when they've just come out. So I and Bruce and I always wait till the end of the year. And we've uh, made a list uh, of the cars of the year. And we're not going to do it in any particular order, number one, number two. But just talk about some cars that we've both driven through the year, 2022 models in 2022, and discuss their merits. And um, Bruce and I probably, as we had in the past, have some similar vehicles and some that aren't. And that's perfectly fine. And so, Bruce... Um, we just had some lunch. Everything's fine. We have our bellies full, and we're ready to rock and roll. Indeed, we are ready. A lot of these cars, you know, these are just cars that catch our fancy. Right. Um, we don't have a, when we're talking about, like, the best of the year or what have you, everybody has a different mission statement for their car, right? Yes. So some people want a sports car. Some people want a big SUV. Some people want a sedan, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. if we don't pick... The car that maybe you like, that doesn't mean it's not a great car. We just, we're picking cars that kind of catch our fancy. For all different reasons. Exactly. Economy to high end and all over the map. Um, That said, it's also to to, uh, piggyback on Bruce's uh, statement, um, these are only cars that we've driven. So, I I mean, I might have a a soft spot for a Rolls-Royce something, but I didn't drive a Rolls-Royce this year. I didn't drive a Maserati this year. I drove uh, about 40 cars. We made a list of 38. Somehow, one or two uh, I don't have um, uh, knowledge of right now. But the list that I was able to compile is 38 vehicles. And again, all cars that are readily available to the public, uh, seven or eight different manufacturers from you know, relatively inexpensive to some you know, in mid-six figures. So uh, that's what we do. And, Bruce, I'll let you – why don't you take sure. over on your, your cars? I'll start off with just the first car I have listed, and they're really not in a particular order, although when I looked at the list, this one caught my fancy, mm-hmm. and it was a very fun car to drive. That's the M3 sedan, the competition model. Mm-hmm. 503 horsepower, manual transmission, fun. Yeah, defined, a lot of fun, but you know it's fun. a real niche car. Right, not everybody's gonna want one or like one. Mm-mm. But if you're into that style, a sedan that it handles and feels almost like a Corvette, this is the one with a manual transmission. Yes, and a 503 horsepower. Those are the two key items. That's all there. you need to know. That's all End you really story. need to know. No, it, but it's very good mm-hmm. handling. Yes, it's a nice firm ride, uh, not too firm. Right. And just a great handling car. If you're a person who likes performance and you happen to be in Europe on one of the fast-paced 
highways. Um, this is a car to have when you're, I mean, it's a car to have in other circumstances, but this is a car that really, I mean, it's BMW, right? So it performs, that's what BMW does. It performs at high speeds and with a manual transmission, boy, I, it's, it, it was a the real uh, deal. It's all wheel drive. Mm -hmm. So it's good in the wet weather. Yep. And uh, you can even option it with carbon ceramic brakes if you want, mm -hmm. if, which if you were doing track time with it, maybe you'd want the carbon ceramic brakes. I didn't uh, write down what that cost was. Do you have it by chance? I do not. I did not list it. Mm -hmm. I saw $8,500, I think, for the carbon ceramic brakes. That's the only uh, thing that that's caught my a, eye. <laughs> a good, uh, a good uh, reminder that it, it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a six-figure car, isn't it? Uh, it's got to be crowding it. I'm not sure if it's okay. that quite that high. I th yeah, I'm thinking it is. It's just over. Uh, another uh, vehicle I had since we're on the BMW yeah. was the i4 electric. Mm -hmm. the, and our model that we had was the M50, so it was the M yes. version. Mm -hmm. And you would never know. If you just put somebody in it, they wouldn't know it wasn't a gas car. Mm -mm. You didn't even looks the same. Very minor badging that shows that it's an electric. So that's kind of cool, right? If you don't need to advertise that you're driving an electric and mm -hmm. you can drive an M, an M Sport, and, yes. it, and it was like an M Sport. You know, it's heavier. We didn't able to push it hard. I'm no. sure on, on a track it would not perform nearly as well. But around town and the acceleration, very nice. All-wheel drive again. Okay, so you had two there, and... One thing we've talked about and everybody's talking about is where are we in the electric uh, car world? Um, are we taking steps backward? Are we taking steps forward? Are those um, regulations going to come to pass? Some of them are 2030. Some of them are 2035. Um, so I went with one that I think, you know, hits the mark uh, this year, 2022, when that was the new Kia EV6. Uh, I happen to have it number three on my list. Uh, not that that matters, but uh, I wrote uh, in the review I did, I said that the EV6 has answered two questions uh, often presented by EV skeptics, range and charging time and convenience. Um, the new key is three range options answer the first issue. Uh, it, it will charge uh, from a 10% to an 80% in 18 minutes using a DC fast charger. And the EV6 uh, does its part when quickness, it's, keep in mind it's an EV, and it's 0 to 60 in 4.6 seconds. So that's impressive to me. Um, Kia has its new badge, which has won me over. It was um, pretty unattractive to me at first, and I think others have made fun of it. But now I like it. it it's modern. The, the new uh, badge look looks like a – doesn't even look like a K and an I and an A. It's a kind of an amalgamation of three letters. But I've always been big on Kia and Hyundai, so I think, um, you know, for that, for this, that range, um, it's, it's quite a car, and it, Kia can do well with it. For We have to keep in mind that the majority of cars are still pickup trucks and, and SUVs, so people who are considering an electric vehicle and have a family or some need to have cargo space, it's a pretty, pretty good option for me. I remember it was a very nice car to drive, and there again, you'd hardly know it was an electric car. That's right. Um, completely opposite of that, also on my list, is uh, a car that somebody would buy because they can. Um, and there wasn't much logic, logic to it, really, other than it's, it is what it is. And that's a Mercedes Maybach. 
Um, you know, we, we drove that one uh, a while back. And, um, you know, 0 to 60 in 3.9 seconds. <coughs> Pardon me. It looks like an apartment, a plush apartment on wheels. The front seats are spacious, and it's constructed from top grain materials. And it's uh, detailed as uh, silver aluminum fanned walnut trim. And, I mean, it just has everything you like in a car like that. You know, it's a car for those who maybe have three or four other luxury cars. And they said, yeah, I don't have a Maybach. I'll, I'll pop down 150K for that one, and I'll have one of those. And It definitely, it, it shouts, I'm different. Yes. And so that's on the list, just as your definition was early in the podcast. Something about these cars just stuck out to us. They may not make the most sense. <laughs> you may not get the best gas mileage or uh, the best longevity or whatever it might be. But these are cars that in 2022, there's something about them we just liked. Yeah, so, it had a nice two-tone paint, too, didn't two-tone it? Two-tone yeah, paint. was looked nice. like saddle shoes, right? Sure. Pure saddle shoes. So those are two on my list. I was thinking of a car also that made no sense. Um, it's the Cadillac CT5V Blackwing. That was on my list as well, Bruce. Go ahead. Ridiculous car. <laughs> Ridic- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so much fun. 6.2-liter supercharged, and it's six-speed manual transmission. Yeah. Who who buys a manual transmission in a, uh, you know, yeah. a big Cadillac? Right. But, boy, this thing... It works. It worked. You could was... light up the tires anytime you wanted. <laughs> we just, had a lot of fun. You didn't in even that have car. to pop the clutch or anything. Just, no. Just yeah, it was great, and that yeah falls into that category of why. Well, because that's yeah. that's why it had zero to sixty in three point four seconds, and yeah. it's uh, rear drive only. Yes. So you had to be easy on your foot, your right foot, because uh, that thing would light them up. The uh, the guy in the Wall Street Journal, as a quick aside, uh, wrote about Cadillac this past Sunday. I didn't. I forgot to bring it to you. But he's writing about the new um, Cadillac um, uh, Lyric, L-Y-R-I-Q. Electric. Electric. And finally, he says, he wrote, um, paraphrasing him, that all these um, different editions in recent years of Cadillac trying to come back to the forefront of its once um, superior um, reputation, he said, this one finally does. Uh, For $60,000, he he forgot to mention the range of the car in his review, and we exchanged emails about that. But I've been hearing good uh, journalistic talk about it, but we still yeah. haven't seen one. No, haven't seen one. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that the one that we drove, I think, falls into the category of, you know, for the niche audience, Cadillac is back with that Blackwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, wasn't it supposed to end? Maybe there isn't even a 2023 model out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think it, it might have ended. Super was... duper niche, whatever. Yeah. I've got one because the guy down the street doesn't, and I want oh, one. Oh, it's a phone car. There again, <laughs> it's kind of similar to a, you know, a, a two-seater Corvette type feel to it. Yes, but in a little taller, four-seat sedan. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Um, uh, if you weren't too concerned about mileage, say, I'm going to drive to L.A. today. Um, I think I'll drive the, the Caddy, and I'll and, and go yeah, down. Yeah, the be, boring old Caddy. Yeah, yeah, the boring old Caddy with a six-speed manual and. Super duper power. And 600 plus horsepower, yeah, I guess. I don't recall the, the number on that I think horsepower, you're, yeah, I think but you're it's right. a supercharged. Right around 600 6.2. So one more for you, and then I got two pretty I'm, common cars. I'm back to electric again. There you the go. Electrics are definitely starting to touch my fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ford Lightning pickup truck. On my list, too. Thank you. Um, nice build. Feels like a normal gas car. Uh, the negatives are, you know, it doesn't tow much or carry much compared to a a normal gasoline-powered car. Right. So I'm not really sure who the car is for. 
mm-hmm. other than somebody who really should be in a little sedan, but they want a upright, taller car, mm-hmm. and maybe go to Home Depot now and then. Um, but it's you know it's really limited. So, but it is a nice car. It's a nice car. We had trouble charging it. Remember a couple of times yes. you go to a charger, and that's the deal um, that's nice about the Teslas who have their own infrastructure. When you go to these other ones, a lot of times the the pumps, if you will, mm-hmm. the charging station, they're broken. They're broken. So you're waiting in line, or you're going to another one. The 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 fact that one pump is broken is a. Uh one example of the system-wide problem: the system is broken. The system is is not good. Yeah, the maintenance not, yeah. is a little leaves something to be desired. Yeah. It'll all improve. It'll, It'll get all better. Improve. That's right. But just just be knowing that you might have a little trouble here at the beginning. I wrote it now. Uh, of the lightning. I said, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I said, uh, the lightning boldly adds to the mix. It's a luxury-oriented full-size electric pickup with a top with top-level perform- performance in a 300-plus mile range. Sure. If you get the top line that, mm-hmm. that like we auditioned, yeah, um, then it's into that luxury market, and yes. I, that it's going to appeal to a few more people. But if you don't get the top end model, it uh, seems like it's going to be a, just a small category of people who would want it. That's true. Uh, I think the waiting list is now into 2024. By the way, um, with another EV pickup truck, people seem to want them. Whether Sure. Well, yeah. it's something new. Hey. Right. <clears throat> oh, I, I had another Mustang, too. Oh, please. Just the uh, standard Mustang. You like that one. Okay. We really liked that last one you had. Yes, we did. Had the uh, four-cylinder motor. Mm-hmm. It's turbocharged. Um, it's easy to get in and out of. There's good sight lines inside the car. You don't necessarily feel like you're in some little sports car. Right. It, you're right. It, 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 it's that. a sporty car at a pretty good price. And that even the base motor is something like 310 horsepower. Mm-hmm. So it, it drives well. Did ours have a manual? Uh, no. I don't think so. That was the one that I called a muscle refined. car. That, refined. Refined is the word I would use on that one. It's yeah. really, the pony car is really fully developed. It is. Uh, that's the one that uh, got a nice letter from a guy who was professional and said it, it isn't a muscle car and you kind of agreed but we also discussed that the lines are a little gray yes well you can get the they have a five liter motor and a 5.2 i believe mm-hmm. is the the big one in that and those are mus- more muscle cars but the four cylinder definitely a pony I, car. i'd call that the pony car but gotcha. it's it's nice uh so two regular cars you see almost every day if you're out driving that are on my list and are almost always on the list, and that's a Honda Civic. Um, the Honda discontinued the fit, so the 2022 Honda Civic is Honda's smallest car now, often t- uh, called the Baby Accord. And uh, for 2022, it was a new addition, and the lines are simplified and refined with a more sophisticated It's good appearance. looking. Yeah, the headlights and taillights have a new sleek look. The A-pillars are moved back two inches, the hood angle is now horizontal. So, boy, you buy a Honda um, uh, Honda Civic, how can you go wrong? You're going to drive the car, if you want to, 200,000 miles. I think it's still the yardstick. Yeah, If you're, you want to, I suppose they call that subcompact? Yeah. Certainly compact. Yeah. How, you can't do any better than that. No. For $25,000. Yeah, the, it lists for 2023. They're listing 24650 
is the MSRP. There you go. Starting. So good he, looks, bulletproof yep. reputation, high resale. You can't go wrong. That's exactly almost. You said it better than I did in my review. By the way, that was really well said. Um, also on that area, uh, you see him every day. Is um, Mazda MX-5 Miata, um, biggest selling sports car in history. Uh, it's always a treat to drive. Um, hey, I'm six feet and 205 pounds. It's a little bit difficult for me to get in and out of, but you um, put up with that because you're driving um, a fairly moderately priced sports car that on a weekend, uh, if you run out of the country somewhere or you're going to the grocery store, you can get in and out of parking spaces, you can have fun driving it. It's very versatile. It's a two-person car with n very little luggage space and all that, but just to have a car to have fun in, whether you get a hard top, a retractable hard top or a, um, a non- uh, Rag top. Rag top. <coughs> Excuse me. How do you go wrong with them? Uh, what we used to call the uh, Mazda Miata. It's right there. It's bigger than the old Miata. Yes. Drives better. It's better built. Everything's better than, than the older cars. Yes. So it, it's, but it's still a nice, good handling sports car. It is. And, and yeah, you feel if you're in the car, you, you, you have to like to drive because you're going to feel everything on the road in that car. And maybe that's half the fun is being one with the road, so to speak. Yep. Yep. Okay. I, I would go now to uh, Genesis. And Thank you. I did too. Go ahead. The Genesis, and in particular, the GV70. Mm -hmm. The uh, 2.5 liter all-wheel drive, um, 300 horsepower standard motor um, SUV. Good looking. Yes. Price point's good. Everything. It's cheaper than the, the other guys. Um, 14 and a half inch screen available. Yes. So, you know, making... Elon Musk look bad. It's so big. <laughs> anything, anything uh, yeah. for that scenario. I'm so, in. <laughs> anyway, we like that. The uh, or I like that anyway. The Genesis GV70. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, I have the I have the the your the car you mentioned, and I also have it since I interrupting. But at the G70 is on the list too. The sedan was on my list, and um, we always have to you know mention that it's got the 10 year, hundred thousand mile warranty. Good warranty. Cheaper yeah. than the others. Yep. Yeah. And um, I think what, what, what Genesis does, uh, and I think that you probably agree, is that uh, even though it's separate now from Hyundai, you know, there was a, a, a Hyundai Genesis, and now it's just Genesis, and it's its own uh, high-scale brand. But it, if there was any doubt that, you know, South Korean uh, car manufacturers don't make good cars, I think the Genesis... And all the other Kia and Hondas, I don't have a, I don't think badly of anything of the, of those three brands. And uh, JD Power seems to agree. They're climbed the ladder you now in terms of their uh, rankings and dependability and price structure and everything that JD Power does. Um, they really like all three of those. High on the list. Yes. And sort of the other end of the scale now is uh, another Mercedes Benz. Uh huh product and it's the all-electric eqs sedan yeah wasn't it great that was a nice car mm -hmm. i didn't write down too many facts and figures i was a we little crunched the, for time but you, we had the what was it the the 580 yes formatic yes so four-wheel drive um all electric so it's smooth it's funny how these electric cars are really not any quieter than the gas ones though 
Sometimes you're absolutely Almost, right. Sometimes they're noisier. They're noisier. They have a whine. Uh, yeah. Seems to be coming out of the back seat somewhere. I don't know. Um, so the EQS uh, sedan, $125,000 starting mm -hmm. point. So it's not for the common man. No, but it did. It You're right. It, it, it kind of uh, defines what what Mercedes-Benz is all about. It's you, You're getting almost a hundred year technology, rep technology the reputation looks. the looks yep. you know everybody knows the what do you call it the the three star the three what's that called the the pentastar Pen no no that, that's chrysler <laughs> yeah three three-pointed star three-pointed star thank you you see uh, a nice mercedes coming down the street and you know it's a mercedes and it looks luxurious and elegant but not pretentious and right? there again you wouldn't really know it was electric no a really nice car. Yeah, 125 is, you think, well, that's a lot. And then you start thinking about, you know, what the average car price is. So it's double the average, almost triple the average price of a new car. But you're getting, you're getting a hell of a car. And you better have a good mechanic, though, right? That's the only Mercedes yes, issues. Yes. Now, uh, maybe the electric ones are better. I Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Scrolling through my How list. How about Toyota? You got any Toyota? I do. There? I have one Toyota on my list. And... Best-selling car in history, right? Toyota Corolla now has a hybrid. And, um, you know, there's nothing that's spectacular about a Toyota Corolla other than it's maybe the best car you can buy for the money, going back to the Civic. The Honda, um, pardon me, the Toyota Corolla hybrid uh, begins, uh, it gets no more expensive than 27000 Wow, that's yeah, with all expensive. the bells and whistles, the one that we drove, most of them have a lot of bells and whistles. Um, you know, it's 0 to 60 is 7.8 seconds, so you're not a performance car. But, um, you know, you're in a hybrid. I mean, you, yeah, you're in a hybrid, and the miles per gallon equivalent is, you know, 100, something like that. And, uh, again, durability, reliability, resale value, you name it. Uh, there, It's hard to beat a car like that for... If what people are just considering the economics of a car, and the if they just want a car that goes point A to point B and to point C all through the alphabet and never doesn't do that, and you're a, not worried about pentastars or no, tristars. No, if you just want a car for, for transportation, and you're going to get, uh, you're not going to get a little, you know, Chevy Spark. You're going to get something that's safe and. Uh, reliable, like I've said, and, and uh, again, you could drive the car a quarter million miles if you wanted to, and then maybe think about getting a new car. Yes, all that's true. I picked the Toyota as well, and I picked the Supra, though. This, oh, the new it, Supra, yeah. One that really, you know, most people wouldn't want. No. But it does stand out in its class, I think. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get in and out of. It's hard to see out of. It's small inside the interior space. You feel like you're in the Miata MX-5, mm -hmm. but it's fun to drive. Really fun to drive. Really fun to drive, and it, it's it handles well. That had a stick in it too, I believe, didn't it? Uh, yes. And uh, got enough horsepower. It's and it looks pretty good, I think. I shouldn't be so simple-minded that I put too much uh, weight on what uh, car badges look like, but. The one downside to me is that uh, cursive handwriting uh, Supra that they've put on with the, the fun, kind of the funky script that they have on there. I don't like that in the least, but what the hell. It appeals to the younger crowd, it's, I guess. That's right. It's, you're exactly right. It's a younger person's car. Um, 
Also on my list is a car that's near and dear to you is the Subaru Outback. Uh, you're a Subaru guy, at least your work. Boring. Boring, boring, boring. But uh, realistically, you're, you, you, let's, just say it's, let's just say it's you and your wife. You live in Sacramento. You go to the snow country. You have a dog. Uh, you want to carry some luggage. Maybe you want to put some golf clubs in there or you know, carry stuff for a woodworking project, whatever it might be. I don't think there's a better car on the market that doesn't do anything particularly well except for get you right through the snow. All the people are putting on their chains, you know, with the all-wheel drive. That's always been its its selling point. Uh, durability, well-built. Um, it's an SUV or is it a station wagon? <laughs> they called it when in 2010 when I got yeah. mine, it, it was the uh, SUV of the year. That's right. So, so car and driver and those guys called it SUVs. SUV. Uh, doesn't really look like an SUV so much, does it? I don't think so. I don't but, think so either. Uh, it was a great car. I, like I said, yeah, you I, had it forever. I, had a, I had a 2010. I sold it to my nephew at like 175000 and he's still, his his son's driving it now, and it's pushing 200. Good Lord. And it's no problem at all. Yeah. It's still running well. Um, it was it was a great car. I went to the snow country all the time, and it, from Sacramento up mm-hmm. to the Sierra up to uh, Truckee, Lake Tahoe area, mm-hmm. and it's high ground clearance. Uh, yeah, it it did really well in the snow. There's a reason that, of course, that Subaru from the early uh, sponsorship of professional athletes, why Subaru was, you know, the uh, the car of professional cycling teams and U.S. ski teams. Um, they cycling, of course, all over Europe. Alps and the Pyrenees, and they had bikes hanging out of the windows and on racks and everything. And same with skiing. I mean, it just got you where you wanted to go, and you didn't have to worry about inclement weather too much. You knew that you were in a car that's going to get you there. Absolutely. Plenty to be said for that. And if you have a Doberman, by chance, you can put the Doby in the back. The Doby goes (laughs) in the back, yep. And, uh, you know, Subaru uh, always does this. We had a guest on uh, two weeks ago who talked about uh, the LA Auto Show and how Subaru does it right. They put this... They make this kind of fake forest or fake national park inside the L.A. Convention Center, and they had that again this year. And they brought four or five dogs to their um, to their exhibit, and it was great. And that's what Subaru does. They do they make cars for people, but they also make cars for dogs. Enough said. Enough said. Last my last car is a Volvo XC40. Mm-hmm. This is a car if you want something different. Right. You've been to you know Lexus and. Mazda, you name it, and you just want, you're off the beaten path and you want a different car that everybody else doesn't have, Mm -hmm. that's the Volvo and the XC40 is their smaller SUV. It's different. It's it's a luxury. If you get the upgrades on the interior, it's sort of a luxury, small luxury uh, SUV. I just find it appealing. It's, It's modern. Yeah, it's it, from Sweden. The, the goods, so. I, I don't know if you could say it looks good. <laughs> Just yeah. any Volvo look good, but uh, it looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah, I've always been, uh, you know, Volvo. Um, I've always appreciated Volvo. My family had one back in the 70s, and, you know, it was back, back then they were very much boxes with wheels and slow and, and so forth, but built solidly, and, you know, we drove it along, was it the 144, 142, those old boxy sedans, something like that. And uh, I've always liked them. You get in, the, the, they just have a different look to them, uh, a different feel. Just like you say, it's something different. And 
Um, I've always wondered why Volvo doesn't sell more cars in the United States. Um, I like them. I don't know. I like them. Marketing. Uh, I have before me the complete list. Oh, the XC40 is available, too, which is a uh, the XC40 Recharge. Oh, the Recharge, electric yes, electric. 2023. I have not seen that car, but I suppose it looks the same as the regular XC40, but it's all electric. So all electric. That's something else if you were into the electric thing. That's right. Um, well, the full list, some cars that, that we drove, uh, that uh, some of them are pretty nondescript. Um, Honda Pilot, you know, nothing wrong with the Honda Pilot, didn't make my list. Um, let's see, Ford Mustang didn't make my list, but now that you mention it, it probably should have made my list. Uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz, the Hyundai Tucson, all fine cars. Jaguar F-Type, uh, we drove that pretty early on in the year. Uh, the Toyota Highlander is Toyota all, Highlander. all grown up and matured. Yes. It's, it's a nice car. And the ta- also Toyota, had the t- we had the Tacoma and the Tundra. And we had the Subaru WRX, their performance car. Uh, and has never quite won me over, but a lot of younger drivers love it. Mini Cooper, um, you know, I'm not, not never a... Never won me over. Never won me over. Land, Road, Land Rover, Range Rover, I think we agreed that, boy, it's I a... I love it. If it's on a lease yeah. um, and you know it's gone in two or three years... Yes. I think you'd enjoy the heck out of that car. But, boy, I just don't know long-term Long term. that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, the back seat's a little funky on that one, but it sure looks good and it's ride comfortable. Nice. Yeah, right, nice. Um, I had a couple of Cadillacs. Uh, CT4 was not on the list, and I had we had the BMW Alpina at one point. That's kind of their performance. Not perf- is that right? Perform uh, uh, custom a different a custom tuner. Custom tuner, and um, Ford Bronco Raptor. We had that. Kind of early on, that's an unusual car. We were uh, not impressed. No, not at all. Still, even with that motor, it didn't have enough horsepower. No, it didn't. I mean, for rock crawling, it did, but it, we, we were expecting more. Yes. It did not have a, a lot of acceleration. And I think same, And I, but you have to correct me if I'm wrong, with the Toyota GR86. We didn't, um, we yeah, weren't. Yeah, that's the collaboration with yeah. Subaru. Yeah, we weren't enamored. No. Uh, I don't know what the sales are on it, but again, this is just to reiterate, this is a list of um, scientific in terms of two guys talking about cars. That's how scientific yeah. it gets. The With, LXIS 500 you had just recently. Yes. And we were really disappointed in that. Yes, very much so. It's a beautiful uh, car. It's over 100 grand. It was 115 grand the yes. one you had. Yes. Turned beautiful. a lot of heads. Oh, beautiful to look at on the inside and the out, mm-hmm. but Flat. it just didn't go mm-hmm. and it had no what i call soul it just it just was numb as a some little economy box i think you're right bruce um i think you know this year some we've had some years and five years that we haven't agreed on some cars which is great this year we were pretty much in agreement on all of them i think uh now, I just poo-pooed the IS500 because obviously the cars I picked, I'm looking for excitement. Right. So maybe for a lot of people, this is the perfect car, right? It looks like excitement. It's beautiful inside. It's yes. different. People hop in and go, whoa, what's this? Yeah, what's this? What's that and, car in your driveway? And you don't have any drama, right? You don't mm-hmm. wor- worry about kickback at the steering wheel or mm-hmm. vibrations or anything. It's It's just there. It's yeah, a cocoon. It, that car kind of, I totally agreed with you. And then as I had it for the fourth or fifth or sixth day of driving it, it, it kind of won me over a little bit just in terms of 
um, I always call it like secondary acceleration. You're on the freeway, you're, you're just accelerating, and then you have to go from 50 to 70. And that car was very smooth, and I liked that part of the equation. Um, but you're right in terms of it looked... Numb? Yeah, it looked more of a performance car than it really was. It was kind of a misnomer that way. Um, and it would, you'd be hard, I'd be hard-pressed if I had that kind of money to spend on a car to choose that one. Sure. Um, well, uh, how are we doing? Are we doing all right? I think we're good. I'm about out of my list. Okay, I'm about out of my list. So thank you, listeners, uh, for supporting us. Uh, and you can continue to support us. There's ways to do that on theweeklydriver.com. Uh, Bruce and I uh, have been doing this now for 250 episodes. So, Bruce, uh, here's a cheer. We'll do a cheer some other time. And we've been uh, plugging away with this podcast. We thoroughly enjoy it with sometimes with no guests. We just talk about things. And other times you've had, to me, just totally fascinating guests from car collectors to people who've written books to analysts all, all over the map. And it's just NTSB. great. NTSB. Yeah, all everything. Um, all those things that the people, uh, you know, we, we pretty much have two. Yeah, go ahead. National Highway Transportation Safety Board. Yeah, we've had, yeah. Uh, you know, athletes, uh, particularly in one through the years, um, Alex Hunold. We've had uh, Average Joe down the street who might have a, a, a specialty car. We've had on people from auto, automobile museums. Uh, to me, it's I'm kind of surprised, uh, being a little bit humble, that, you know, we have you know, two, uh, two tin cans and a string, and we, we're here doing it, and, and people are accepting of us, and are willing to come on and, and talk about the automobile industry. There's never a dull moment, that's for sure. So thanks for joining us this week on the Weekly Driver Podcast. I'm James Rea for Bruce Aldridge. We'll talk to you next week.